When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay, And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And this week on the podcast, we are joined by a very special guest. Very happy to have him on the podcast. Uh, he is the editor-in-chief of the Beaverton Canada satirical news website. Please welcome to the podcast, Luke Gordon-Field. Hello, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. It's been uh, a long time. We've tried to have you on a couple times, <laughs> and uh, things kept going wrong, so. I know. I feel like I was faking sick, but I wasn't faking sick for the amount of times that you very nicely asked me to be on, and I'd be like, I'm sick, and like three months later, I'm like, I'm sick again. Oh, we should just stop asking you then. It turns out this is a bad thing to do. And of course, uh, this week, you've, you've read the episode description, you clicked on it, you hit play, you know what we're covering, but guys, it's Audience Choice Week, and we are covering Big Daddy. You guys <laughs> voted for this, it beat out Mighty Ducks 3, which was a whole thing on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Couple people were very vocal about <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't know this, but yeah, you, you, so we, uh, another great reason, I'm very happy to have Luke on here, and I said this when he walked in, was uh, uh, for this movie, I feel like we need both a, a, a dad's perspective and also a lawyer, which you are. <laughs> <laughs> You're perfect. Yeah, yeah, I mean, my knowledge of New York State child <laughs> law is not... White, what I would like it to be, <laughs> but my knowledge of a kid peeing in the bed is very high. So yeah, we're good there on you that. Go. Yeah. It all balances out. And uh, whenever we do have a guest on, we always like to ask, "What is your relationship with this movie?" Like, I mean, I'm gonna guess it's somewhat similar to your guys, which is that saw it in theaters, saw it once or twice at a young age, and then have not thought about it for twenty ish years. <laughs> Bang on! Bang, Bang on! on. <laughs> Nailed it! You fucking nailed it! Absolutely. Yeah, because it's not Sandler's best no uh it's not like you know it, it's not the one that gets kept rewatched right because you had that worn out vhs or dvd of it you were like yeah that was a fine adam sandler movie at the time yeah and little did we know that was going to be all of them from that point on for the most part but <laughs> 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 and then uncut gems comes out of nowhere and we're like you know, okay go oh, back to big daddy yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't handle that. No, I've had so much anxiety. <laughs> I have not seen it on your recommendation. You're like, do you like feeling like this? I was like, I don't. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yes, for those of you who have not uh, seen Big Daddy or, uh, you know, haven't ventured into the uh, the Adam Sandler, uh, 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 what do you call it, the, his, his, his catalog of movies, uh, this is what basically what happens is Adam Sandler is playing uh, Sonny Koufax, who is this kind of uh, law school graduate who's 
basically just lounging around. He's got a girlfriend, but he's not trying to get a job. He's kind of living off of money that he got when a taxi cab ran over his foot. Um, has a sweet apartment in New York City. Uh, has a roommate played by uh, <laughs> played by uh, John Stewart. Yeah. Uh, that was a surprise for me. Yeah. I was like, I forgot. Oh yeah, my he God, tried. John. He tried to be a movie star for yeah. a minute. He uh, had like a run in the mid to late nineties yeah. where he was in some stuff. Yeah, and yeah. then he did the Daily Show, and then it was like, oh no, that's what he is. Uh, but anyway, uh, so. Uh, John Stewart is getting a job in China for like a few weeks, and as he's leaving, uh, a kid is literally dropped on their door, uh, <laughs> being like, "You are John Stewart's son. Um, take care of him, mom." And uh, Adam Sandler decides to like kind of take care of him and adopt him, mostly to impress his girlfriend, and then to try and impress other women, and then. Ends up falling in love with the kid and wanting to take care of him. And like, then there's this big, obviously, child services steps in and is like, no. And then there's a big court scene at the end. And it turns out, and the kid ends up with Jon Stewart. Yeah. At the end. Uh, Which, thank God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when it ended that way, I was like, all right, we made at least one right decision here. Like, yes. this is correct. <laughs> yeah, when the judge, it's not to interrupt, but when the judge, like, cuts the huge celebration off of, like, give Adam Sandler the kid. She's like, absolutely not. You're like, thank you, God. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. <laughs> 100%. And, uh, I mean, I like, that leads pretty nicely to, who do you think the villain of this movie is? I mean... I, I guess there's three options, which I know is not really a good answer to that question. But no, I mean, no. by my count, there's child services. There's uh, the girlfriend who dumps him for the old guy. Yes. And then there's John Stewart's girlfriend, played by Leslie Mann, who's the character name I don't remember. None of whom are actual villains. They're no. all right all the time. <laughs> oh, yes. And Adam Sandler is 100% wrong. <laughs> yes, I would agree with that. I think for me, the big one was Child Protective Services or yes. Social Services, who has the best interest. I'm going to throw, this is, might be controversial. Uh, I don't think this is the intention of the movie, but I'm going to say that the mother is a bit of a villain in this. Whoa! Whoa. The mother that died of cancer? <laughs> And just sent a random kid to a father that he didn't, she hasn't told has a kid and doesn't even know if he's home. Yeah, get the kid away from whatever medical bills are about to be dropped off. <laughs> get him out of this city. Right? You gotta factor in U.S. healthcare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this kid had to get to Stephanie. He was about to get a bill, okay? He was gonna be doing dishes at the hospital yeah, to pay yeah, off yeah. his mom's debt. Fucking making tuna sandwiches. <laughs> I just think if you're just leaving a kid with a father who doesn't know that this kid exists, at least call ahead and see if he's home. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Admittedly. Fucking or, stick a note to this kid's shirt at least. <laughs> Somebody yeah. give me a pin. Or maybe you call child services and you let them figure out if the father is around or wants them. I like that's that's to me the biggest crime right at the the, the start of the movie where it's like I feel don't get me wrong I feel very bad for the, by the way we never meet the mother. I feel mm -hmm. bad for her single mom dies seems like a sweet kid. But like it seems like there's a process for that, right? Like that's <laughs> Oh, the fact that yeah. nobody checked a single ID. I was like, can we see a driver's license, please? Like, my God. <laughs> it's just a phone call saying, I am this person is all the law requires. Yeah. I also 
I mean, while we're on the whole healthcare thing, I do feel like this needs to be pointed out, which is um, the whole time throughout the whole movie, John Stewart's like, the kid says he's from Buffalo, Buffalo, New York. And he's like, I've never been to Buffalo. This isn't my kid. Mm-hmm. Um, later in the movie, it is established that the kid was born in Toronto mm-hmm. uh, to a mother who was working at a Hooters, which is a whole thing we'll get into in a minute. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> oh, I got so much to say. <laughs> the worst uh, but <laughs> if she was working in Toronto, she is Canadian. Yeah. Her her son is was born there. He's half Canadian. Uh-huh. She would be entitled to Canadian health care. Not if she not if she's living lived here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, They moved to Buffalo, man. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. She didn't like get cancer. They're like, you know where I want to (laughs) be. You know what's got better medical uh, resources than Toronto? Upstate New York. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. Anyway. (laughs) No, I do agree that she could have handled. All of it much better. I mean, for one, even before cancer, probably tell the dad. You don't need to be like you're co-parenting, but you should probably tell the person. And then two, when you're sick and planning on having the dad take care of the child, at that point, yes, definitely make a phone call. Because it wasn't like she got hit by a bus. There was time to plan. And she did plan. She gave a 13-year-old delivery driver a note and said, drop this kid off at this address. <laughs> and she gave him $10. And I think he brought him from Buffalo for $10. <laughs> and that's a, if you've ever tried to do that on a bus, that's a, that's a, it takes a while. Yeah. Yeah. Buffalo to uh, New York city is a, it's a haul. Uh, yeah. I, there's so many. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I, there's so many things wrong with, uh, Adam Sandler's character, Sonny, uh, that it is so, the whole movie to me is so chilling. And at no point, like, okay, does this man learn some life lessons? Yes. The fact that they had to be taught to him through a child is so scary. (laughs) That is so terrifying that he learns everything like, oh, this, I'm watching this five-year-old do this. He does what I do. These other parents are saying we shouldn't do this. Maybe I should also stop doing this. It feels like he teaches this kid so many bad lessons. First of all, to to take a child. Because you're like, my girlfriend might leave me. (laughs) Better get a child without speaking to her. I'm going to essentially abduct this child. Like you're... Yes, because (laughs) an important point here is that he says that he is John Stewart on the phone to child yeah. services. He does. And an important point of he's the first... He's impersonating a man. He's impersonating somebody. And a, and a very, very important point of that first conversation they have is that he says, we have a family prepared to take him right now. This guy derails this kid's fucking life because he's like, my girlfriend doesn't like me. Like, that is such a crazy thing to do yes and there's there's also a point here where you know you see him he gets dropped off and adam sandler's character in this moment absolutely does the right thing where they go child services is closed because it's columbus day or something like that and they say uh he goes okay i'm going to take care of this kid and make sure he's fed and like sleeps until we can get 
And that's the thing, that's such a low standard. Like watching this movie, I was like, oh right, there is like the bare minimum that we can all do in terms of keeping a child alive. <laughs> right? And then there is all the parenting that goes on top of that, which he is absolutely not qualified for whatsoever. Right? Yeah, I will jump in to say there's one defense I will make of Sandler as a parent or surrogate parent in this movie. He is completely negligent at every physical need that Julian, the five-year-old, has. He doesn't give him the right food. He lets him sleep in a piss-covered bed uh, with newspapers. Like, he does everything wrong. But because he, probably because he is uh, mentally a child himself, he is perfect at meeting Julian's emotional needs <laughs> at almost every point in this movie. That is, oh, at that's almost super every true. Point in this movie. Yes. The sunglasses move, mm -hmm. he nails it. He, yep. he intuitively knows like what Julian needs on a mental and emotional level. And that's the reason that I think is the only defense of Sandler as a parent is that he, even though he has no idea what he's doing, he just intuitively gets, okay, how do I make this kid deal, like help this kid deal with this issue, this incident, this incident, right. and of course the biggest incident of all, which is he's terrified, he's lost his mom, he doesn't know who his dad is, et cetera, et cetera. And Sandler, by being so comforting, does abs absolutely nail the emotional part huh. of parenting. You didn't grab that? I mean, 100%. I thought it was like charming. But no, like, no, I didn't, no. Because you know, like, like, we can't hate the main character of our movie. So yeah, so. <laughs> there is that too. But no, I mean like the, the sunglasses issue is like a just like out of nowhere thing. The like teaching, like peeing because he has to be, like the kid's too shy to pee. So he, even though it's not good to pee on a building, I'm not defending it, but like, even though, uh, like, you know, when the kid is like, I can't go if unless you go, he's like, okay. And he just does it. Like, yeah. doing things that, that like make the kid feel like everything's gonna be okay, he nails across the board on this movie. Fair enough. And I'm just gonna go on the record here and say that uh, peeing on the wall of a, uh, of a restaurant that doesn't let you use your bathroom. That's an A-plus move on my part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. restrooms are for cu customers only. Like, especially when you're like, come on, man, I got like a kid. Oh, like, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, No, yeah. that's the just right move. Just let this that's kid right go. Move. No, but I 100% agree with you. I think the first moment you really see that is when um, the uh, the child, Julia, he's pouring himself cereal and milk, and he just, like, thrashes the milk, of course, falls on the floor, whatever, is pouring everywhere. A normal, like, a, or not a normal, but like a... You would be quick as an adult to be like, "What the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? What's wrong with you, right?" But he does the exact. He goes, "Hey, bud, it's fine. It's just milk. Like, relax, because the kid's crying or whatever." And that is how you respond to these things. Yeah. Because it's not a big deal. It is just milk. There's no reason for this child to be flipping out over spilling something. Although I will say that uh, lotion pump, there's no way that works. There's no <laughs> way that works. Shut it down. At one point in the movie, this is supposed to be like this, like, oh, we're getting it together. We're yeah. figuring it out. So they put milk in a little lotion pump and they're like, this is how you're going to get your milk in your cereal. I'm like, the bottom of that cereal, when you get the chance to actually consume it, would be soggy as shit. That would be the worst cereal. It would take you so fucking long to get milk into that goddamn bowl. By the time you got yeah. to it, your bottom layer is toasted. They needed like, you know, those industrial, like if you want yeah. ketchup, like things. Yeah, that. Yeah, you needed yes. that. Yeah. Which would work here because there's bags of milk, but wouldn't work in the States. That's true. Friends. But also like any sort of milk pump, it's like, that's a, you could use it once, right? Yeah. And how are you oh, gonna yeah. clean that thing? <laughs> <laughs> As someone, again, as you've said already, who has a, my kid is three, so he's younger than Julian in the movie, but like, there is just 
cups of milk around my house with a little bit left in them at all times. Yeah. And I, I'm always finding them in the worst spots. And it's only when you walk into a room and do this, ah, oh, <laughs> So it's just a constant battle against the smell of rotten milk in my house. So, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, you mentioned this before where he uh, is unable to meet the physical needs. And you mentioned the newspaper. And this bothered me so much. Where So the kid wets the bed and he just lays down newspaper. The, the kid throws up and he lays down newspaper over top of it, which is so gross. And also does not work with the character. <laughs> because Adam Sandler in general and this character in particular is definitely a guy who has thrown up <laughs> and pissed the bed <laughs> as an adult yeah. and yes. has had to clean up yes. after himself. You have there, these life skills. Yes, <laughs> there is a certain, there's a certain dirtbag hump where you're like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, the like, XY graph. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like there, there's a certain bit of put together where I would absolutely believe yeah. that you know you you wear a suit to work and you do this and you've never cleaned up human vomit. A guy who sleeps to 11 a.m. and misses has missed McDonald's breakfast for 10 years in a row knows how to clean up human vomit. And I'm if sorry. he doesn't. <laughs> Another huge defense for his roommate's girlfriend. <laughs> a huge defense, man. Oh, oh my been, God, she's been cleaning. Yeah, like she's just been showing up and being like, why the fuck? And like she's like, every time she sees a newspaper in the street, she's like, oh God. Like she just has like fucking. Yes. <laughs> Which is another 1999. There's still print newspapers, but this strongly implies that uh, he is sophisticated enough to have a newspaper subscription. <laughs> That's John Stewart's newspaper like, subscription. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That is correct. Yes. John Stewart reading like the Beijing Morning Times to get ready for his work trip. <laughs> yeah, Sam was oh. like, pass me the socks, man. Yeah. Pass me the socks. <laughs> oh, God. That's so funny. And you, okay, uh, John Stewart's girlfriend, Leslie Mann. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, so. I, is there anything more 90s than that character in a nutshell? Like, not her character, but her treatment. Oh, yeah. in this movie. oh it's abhorrent. Yes. It's awful. There is not one thing she does wrong, and nope. there's not one thing Sandler does right. Yes. But because, I guess you said before, like, we want to root for the hero of our movie, and because he's a chill Adam Sandler dude, and she's portrayed as, like, the caricature of a, the stuck-up uh, girlfriend, the movie takes his side, obviously. But uh, there's literally not one thing she does wrong. No. She does everything right. I, I honestly think she does absolutely everything correct. She has her engagement ruined. 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 Okay, the first oh. one, okay, when she's like, you ruined the good surprise. I was like, all right, that's a stretch. All right, we're stretching. Lock and locking for yourself in the bathroom and needing to be consoled by the person that you were that's throwing a, a surprise I... party for. I was like... You're ruining the party more by doing that. But that's the, that's the only thing I can possibly put up as quote-unquote villainous in this. Yeah, but, but you've had a couple of cocktails. You spent hours fucking planning this it. thing. She put out fucking lanterns, man. Yeah. I get that she's <laughs> upset. Also, she 100% knew he was going to propose. So she knows this is her engagement party. Oh. Yeah. Like, there's yeah, no yeah, way yeah. that character doesn't know no, that John she knows. proposing that night. 
So yeah. she knows that he just ruined the surprise that is going to lead to the good surprise, which is going to lead to the engagement. So he ruins it twice. He yes. ruins it when he walks in, which is admittedly not his fault. She should have told him she was throwing a party in his apartment. Yes. And then, <laughs> <laughs> admittedly, admittedly. Yes. And maybe and she then, did and he forgot. But then even if, okay, whatever. But then when Chuck Stewart brings out the ring and he goes, you're not going to propose, are you? <laughs> 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 to the room full of people. Oh, yeah. And don't get me wrong, we've all... We've all had the, we've all thought the thing we were thinking mm-hmm. or, and said it out loud before. Like we've all, but he doubles down in that moment too. He goes, nobody, just think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not even like, whoops. Like yeah. he is immediately oh. like, where, where are my, agree- where, where are the yeah. people that agree with me? <laughs> yeah, come on, everybody. Everybody we all know. cheer. Everybody like, hates <laughs> commitment, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. And the treatment of her is, so he calls her Tits McGee. Oh because God. she she worked at a Hooters, so the okay. Deep breaths. It's <laughs> so here's the here's my problem. The Hooters is all the way through this movie. It's so much of this. It movie. is and, really involved. Yeah, and it is. It's played off as a joke, like she's a doctor now, but like when we first met her, she was a waitress at Hooters. And there is such a problem in this movie where they are clearly men who go to Hooters. All the time. The big, his birthday party at the end of the movie is at a Hooters. And it's the people who go to Hooters but have absolutely no respect for people who work there. Which I will say, the Venn diagram of that is just a circle. I know, (laughs) but like, (laughs) I think most people who go to Hooters have no respect for the people who work there, which is so shitty, but it's sort of the reality. I guess, but like, I mean, that is fucked up, right? Oh, Where you're it like, is fucked up that anybody would have any problem with somebody working at Hooters. It is a job. <laughs> yes. Okay. There is no problem with it. And if you're super hot, super hot, okay, because this is, this is like fucking, this is like peak Leslie Mann, in my opinion. I'm like, oh, this, this woman is yeah. absolutely on fire. You should be so happy your roommate is with this woman. And all you ever do is say, hey, remember that thing from six years ago? I'm like, you are the person I never want to see. Right. Because we all have that person, right? That when you see them for some reason, they have one story or one thing with you or one thing like they think in their head like on you or something like that. Yeah. And they bring it up every time you see them and you're just like, you're the worst. Why are you doing? I'm over this. Everyone's over this. We're really bored with you talking about it, quite frankly. 100%. And, and it is so much worse than that because the love interest in this movie for Adam Sandler is uh, her sister. Yes. Right, who's visiting from DC. And there is this moment where they're going out on a date or whatever, and uh, her character... uh, Layla? uh, Yeah, Layla. Yeah, of course. You got me on my knees. Anyway, the song. Um, And she has this, like, moment where she bears her soul. And he goes, why are you always working so hard? And she goes, well, my dad left when we were young, and my mom didn't have a lot of options, so like had to take the jobs that she wanted. So I work really hard because I never want to be in that position. And you go, oh yeah, look at look at Layla. Look at, you know, that's why she works so hard. What a wonderful story. That same backstory applies to her <laughs> sister yes, who yes. worked at Hooters to put herself through medical school. Yeah. You can't have it both ways. 
You sit at home. She's a doctor. <laughs> Quit calling her Hooters. Why? He even does it when she gives him advice. When she's like, "Hey, your this child needs to stop scratching himself." Yeah. And she, he's like, "Oh, well, how do you?" Oh, all right. Well, you, she's like, this is just common sense. And he's like, all right, Hooters. And it's like, oh, man, <laughs> throw yourself in a river, dude. Yeah. Like, my God. And at one point, he makes the joke to uh, to Layla. And she goes, like, she shuts him down. She's like, do you want your ass kicked? Like, she's the joke is that her sister will kick his ass, not her. But she makes it clear, like, that joke's not cool. And don't make that joke around me. She does it in a playful, flirty way. But she makes it very clear, like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, and then Adam Sandler doesn't do it to her, but just keeps making that joke. Even after someone has, okay, admittedly in a you know fun way, told him, like, that's not cool, man. Like, yes. that's really fucked up. Even, and then, like, obviously, uh, Leslie Mann had made, had made that point many times, but <coughs> someone independent had made that point, and he still just keeps doing it. And then the Hooters, like, plot line, the comeuppance for his previous love interest, yes. who, Christy Swanson, the original Buffy, who dumps him at the start of the movie, or the sort of jumps him and then dumps him for real uh, when he comes up with a kid. Her punishment, karmically, for breaking up with Adam Sandler is that she now works at Hooters. Yes. Which is just like, I mean, it's just, it's not even doubling down. It's tripling and quadrupling down on the Hooters waitresses aren't real real people and we can make fun of them as much as we want and all they are is boobs and that's all they are to us. And it's just like, I mean, I get, between that and the gay panic plot line, it's like it's just such a movie oh. of... Of its time, yes. but of its time yeah. written by a very specific group of people, which is obviously straight white dudes. Um, and it's it's just so painful in retrospect. And I think this movie has a lot going for it, but like that, the the idea of making that joke once and then thinking that's so funny, we should make it 150 times and have that be the climax of our movie <laughs> is insane to me. <laughs> yes, and thank you for bringing up the gay panic thing because I, I came up, like, it's he's got a bunch of, Adam Sandler has a bunch of friends from law school mm -hmm. and two of them are in a relationship together, they're gay, and it was kind of like this revelation that they were gay and that they hooked up, eh, fine. And then there's a third friend who contributes absolutely nothing to the plot or anything. His entire, I don't know his name, mm -hmm. his entire character, and all he does in the movie is be weirded out by these two guys. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it contributes no other reason for him to be in the movie. Yeah, and like I think the movie, it's, it's, it's what you said before about having its cake and eating it too. It's trying to be pro progressive because Adam Sandler's cool with it but they still want the joke of these guys are gay. So they still have the other yeah. guy who's like, oh, he's at the urinal next to me or whatever. And Even though they've been friends for forever. Yeah. Years. And there's literally like a divider, whatever, anyways. Um, but I kept waiting for, okay, the movie, even though they're gonna make a million gay panic jokes, there's gonna be a payoff where that guy either gets his comeuppance, realizes he's the idiot or whatever the case is, and he just, as you said, disappears. They have him, he makes a bunch of like, ooh, gay people jokes, and then he, I don't even think he's in the courtroom scene, even though he is also a lawyer. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he just also, evaporates. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't show up. Well, and also, there is, there's an ending to this movie, which I thought they were setting up, which is that the gay couple ends up adopting the kid. Oh. Oh. Which, you know, like, that. that's like... Well, they are the most stable relationship yes. in the whole movie by like a lot. <laughs> by uh, by a, a lot. They're very like compliments, checking in, all this kind of stuff. Both like, yeah. have jobs. Both have jobs. They're they're on the same page. <laughs> like yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Totally. That makes sense, as you say. I, I never thought the movie would go there just because of this character and how they were presenting everything and like 
obviously Adam Sandler's this huge fucking dumpster fire of a man and they're just like this guy's the hero so I'm like well they're not gonna do the right thing <laughs> they're not gonna do the good thing of this like I, like Sonny is such a trash bag on such an epic level like when he gets cheated on, cause I'm, I'm going to argue that he is getting cheated on, right? He very much believes that he's still in this relationship mm. with this woman. I, will, I, will give you I that. think you can make that argument. I think you could also make the argument that that is definitely a guy you cheat on. My God, <laughs> if you're going to, I'm not saying you should cheat. I'm just saying if you're going to cheat on anybody, it's this man. It is this man. He is obviously, he's puking everywhere, throwing newspaper over it. Who can deal with this? He has no ambition. And I'm sorry. He yells at everyone at all times. Yes. He yells at McDonald's employees. Oh, he that really like, chilled. Oh, I hated that so much because there is really a narrative in this whole thing of like, we're lawyers. Look at these minimum wagers. Like it is yep. really gross. I don't know. I don't know why they do that. That seems like such a weird plot line for me. But he really does yell at a lot of fucking people and grabs their drink <laughs> and like throws it on the floor because the kids having a meltdown and like. Yeah, it's just, oh, no, this is not good. He's throwing sticks in front of people yeah, so they that, can fucking wipe out? Yeah. Like, yes. He nearly murdered a guy. That guy yeah. went into the water. If his head lands like any other direction, he's hitting a rock. Yes. There is a crunch off yeah. camera in one of those takes. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just making the argument that if you're going to cheat on anybody, yes. it's probably the guy that's yelling. Like, if I was, okay, if I'm there, in a relationship there, and I watch you yell, yell, scream at a McDonald's employee for a rule that is not theirs, okay? No. The, this it's, woman did not make this rule. Also, um, I'm probably cheating on you in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Before it, breakfast is served the next day yes. at the very latest. <laughs> yes. it's, it's the analogy I would give. It's not that you're cheating on a person. Kind of like, it's kind of like having a job that you just never show up to again. Like, you don't have to give oh, notice. I see, yeah. yes, You yes, know yes. what I mean? You're just like, well, this is over. Well, and, you just, and you just wander away. And as and someone they, who has, I've never cheated, but as someone who has done that with a job, it's a great feeling. <laughs> oh my God, it's the best feeling in the world. Stop showing up. I call it red lobstering. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the first place I did it. <laughs> yes. And I think another big villain in this movie, uh, not intended to be the villain, but Jon Stewart's character is a bit of a villain in this. Mm. Because, um, one, he doesn't know there's a kid. That's fine. When he's flying to China, he does say, like, I'm coming back. I'm going to deal with this. And Adam Sandler says, no, no, no. It says Child Protection Services. I'll give him a call. But as soon as Adam Sandler starts to get into trouble with this, which, like, as the roommate, I think you could sort of be like, okay, he kept, anyway, uh, John Stewart could step in at any moment and be like, no, I'm the biological father, and it's fine that he was with him because he's my roommate. You know, like... like. But he, does John... Uh, not to contradict you, but I don't think John Stewart thinks he is the biological father, Father, excuse me, because of what you said. Yeah, he, he doesn't get it till the end. He thinks he's... Fair. He thinks the kid's from Buffalo. I've never been to Buffalo. It can't be my kid. And it's only in the end when he's like, oh, Joe Carter, like that he, he clues it in. Right, but in any case, he was... His name was still given as the guy that we think that the kid is supposed to be staying with uh, right now. I see. Yes, yes, you know yes, what I mean? Okay, so he's yeah. like, no, the child was under my custody, but I was out of the country. That's why he was with this guy. It, it problem solved. But he doesn't want to admit that the kid is 
at all associated with him because he doesn't want to tell Leslie Mann's character. Right. Like that's that's another thing that's never brought up where he's like, oh, I can't have a kid because it'll screw up my relationship. Yeah. yeah. Also, just the idea that like nobody ever moves, right? Yes, <laughs> 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 he washed his hands of that yeah. so fucking quick. He was like, huh, oh, wow, <laughs> not mine. God. Oh, God. <laughs> what is that, 45 minutes down the road from Toronto? Couldn't possibly. Couldn't possibly. No, way. <laughs> no way, no way, no way, no way. 45 minutes down the road from a city where I had a one-night stand with a woman exactly five years and nine months ago? Nope, yeah, not mine. I would, be, I would be doing that math, for sure, for sure. <laughs> You know, I'm at also, least from turning around if it's a lie anyway. <laughs> I gotta go see what the fuck this is. Yeah. <laughs> I I understand it's a big moment for you, but that's uh that's a call. Like if he got in the call when he was already on the plane or like landed in China, you know, that's a whole other thing. But it's like you're at the airport. Yeah, maybe see what this whole kid situation is about. <laughs> oh, I'm turning around so fast, yes. There's no way this job is worth this much. Like, we gotta go. <laughs> Sorry, see this. A, a child? A yeah. Child. A child. A There's human a child. being, yeah, should probably go see. Because <laughs> I know, I've met my roommate. Also, okay, here's the thing. Is if he does, if he does say, listen... Um, that was my roommate. I told him to take care of him or whatever. Does that not still make him a bad parent? You know this man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, you know this guy. Like, there's no way this man should be in charge of fucking anything. Yeah, even the one, because originally he thinks it's going to be a day. It's Columbus Day, and then the kid's going to child services the next day, and he thinks it's not his, which we'll accept for the moment. Just 24 hours with this character, I mean... Kids, toddlers want to die all the time. Not intentionally, but they just are <laughs> reckless idiots. This kid happens to not be, but Jon Stewart doesn't know that. So, like, this kid could be sprinting into traffic while Adam Sandler's, like, too busy, like, drinking three milkshakes at once because he thinks it's funny or whatever. And you're just like, okay, well, I got to come back for at least 24 hours because this kid's going to die. Yeah. For sure. At one point, he's like, well, I gave him NyQuil. He's got to be out. <laughs> it's like, that shouldn't be your instinct. You know what I mean? That's not the first thing we do here. <laughs> we try some story. other shit, a couple of stories. You know what I mean? Maybe, I don't know, some nighttime tea. I have no idea. What the fuck? I mean, I will say there are multiple threads on various parenting Facebook groups that my wife is in where people do talk about giving Benadryl to their kids because they can't take it anymore. So Sandler wasn't that far <laughs> off. Oh, yeah, but you don't do it on day two. I you know agree. what I mean? I agree. <laughs> you no. gotta have a little more stamina than that, my friend. 100%. I, I, and I, I mean, I'm just gonna go back to this, but I do not get what this Layla character sees in him either. He's oh, mean to your no. sister, to your face. Uh, he saw you, she saw you ruin a party. She saw you ruin your sister's engagement. Uh, she has a whole plan for her life. And in the courtroom scene, which I think we'll get to in a second. Oh, oh, uh, what a scene. It's like, you don't have a job. <laughs> it's like, you work one day a week in a toll booth. He goes, it's not a problem. I'm in love with a woman who's going to be my sugar mama. The he most says chilling? That, ah, oh, my God. Ah, you know this kid that isn't either one of us and we're not married and we've been dating for like a month? She's going to give me the money to take care of this kid. <laughs> what a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, that... Oh. That's barely a red flag at that point. That's a fucking, that's a blanket. You're getting she, covered. She like, sits in that courtroom and smiles yeah. and nods about, like, I'm going to support this guy yeah. and his and, and, hobby kid. And to be clear, that is after, because as you said before, her whole arc is, I need options. I work so hard because I need options. 
And then when he, when Child Services take the kid, takes the kid away and he goes to her, he's like, I need you to drop everything and help me with this. She's like, I can't, I need to go to, I forget where, but I need to fly somewhere for work. Uh, and he says, Ugh, and he gives her uh, crap and she, and like the, the situation resolves. And then she makes the surprise appearance of the courtroom, which means she has harmed her career and done exactly what she said she never wanted to do for this piece of shit Adam Sandler character. So her whole arc is, I'm not gonna be the like, just the girlfriend character type. I'm gonna, I'm my own person, I'm gonna have my own thing. Oh, off screen we resolved all that, I'm showing up, I'm just the girlfriend again. So it's like, it's like they again, they tried to be a little bit progressive by having her not just be the girlfriend, but then immediately her whole arc is about sacrificing to be the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. she's like, oh my God, you remind me of my dad. Come here, <laughs> so you can leave me later. <laughs> This is, <laughs> woo, it's bad. It is real bad. He's a trash boyfriend. He is, and continues to be. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, you're exactly right. He doesn't learn a lesson. You know what I mean? He just continues to be trash later. It's like drop everything that you've worked for, for a kid I met three weeks ago. <laughs> Like, I don't even know if it's a month. You know what I mean? Like they it's... say in the courtroom it's six weeks. Okay, all right, there you go. But like, but like that's, I mean, don't get me wrong. To a kid, that's a long time. I get why the, the kid is very upset about the situation. But to an adult, that is like, yeah, this has been, like, let's assume they went out two or three times a week. Yes. This has been some dates. Like, this is yeah. not a, we are together forever relationship. And as an accomplished lawyer, I would think that she would be like, maybe this isn't the hill to die on. <laughs> You know, I, I know I can't give you legal advice unless you pay me, but like, you don't really have much to stand on here, right? Oh, from a perspective of getting the kid? No, yes. he, I mean, <laughs> as the judge made very clear in the scene where everyone like, everyone's like, you know what, he deserves the kid. And the judge is immediately like, absolutely not. Like, no, he kidnapped a child he has no biological claim to. He has no legal claim to in the sense of like, he was not placed in any kind of authoritative care over it. I mean, again, There's not no an expert will in making this him world, a, yeah. but there is no scenario where outside of what happens, which is a courtroom and a judge decreeing that he gets the kid, he has no legal standing to the kid. And the fact that the kid likes him is not, is, you know, something a court would take into account, but it's not like determinative when you factor in <laughs> every other factor, <laughs> such as the fact that he made him sleep in like a piss covered bed and like let him eat nothing but Doritos and drugged him with NyQuil, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we could go on and list every plot line of the movie. But, you know, <laughs> taught him how to bully Rob Schneider for an hour and a half, but he can't read. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rob Schneider say, still to this day the worst stand-up I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> I have no doubt. That makes so much sense. That rings very true. The only person I would possibly put up in comparison is the guy from the league who lied about being in the Twin Towers on 9-11. Oh, he, was, he was possibly yeah. just as bad. That's good. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Fair enough. I did laugh at the hippopotamus. It's like you gave him all the easy ones. Yeah. That, like, like that's like one line. And then I'm, but I'm also like, is what Rob Schneider's doing in this movie racist? Yes. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I oh, his stand-up <laughs> was very racist. <laughs> it was wow. It it's was like, shocking. I'm certain that you're doing an impression of an ethnicity that you are not but I can't place the ethnicity. <laughs> I think that's very intentional. They're like, no one can get mad at us if we don't specify what he's supposed to be. He's definitely not playing a white Jewish man, <laughs> yeah. but he's, he's clearly playing, like as Rob Schneider is, but he's clearly playing either Middle Eastern or Russian, maybe? Like, because at one point he sounds very Russian to me. Yeah. I have no idea. But it's, it's clearly, like, supposed to be very ambiguous. Yeah. Uh, just generally foreign. Yeah. 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 
Um, I do want to talk about this shit show of a court scene, though. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> regardless of whether or not he has any claim to it, so many people in this movie are lawyers. Almost all of them yeah. uh, are lawyers. And the people that they call as character witnesses are uh, Steve Buscemi as a homeless man, uh, a, a food delivery guy, and at the same time, he has five lawyers on his side. Yes, but Where, he made them all co-counsel instead of just witnesses for some reason. Exactly, <laughs> right? All the people he should have called as character witnesses, his two gay friends who are lawyers in a committed relationship, stable, intelligent people, should have been witnesses. Uh <laughs> <laughs> the the third how many lawyers did he get in some at some point like he had well, like there's, five there's, lawyers yeah there's John Stewart the 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 couple Joey Lauren Adams uh, Layla and then him and his dad uh, so uh, all he, should have been he's never passed the bar but he went to law school so right he's not technically a lawyer but whatever but all of these people should have been called as witnesses <laughs> especially his father who were there just like, I'm gonna let my dad cross-examine me. I was like, in no way is this a real court, right? No, like, in no, no way, no, no, like, no. like, <laughs> like the, the, art, the, the, like, the, like, TV trope of the surprise witness, you can argue, okay, you could sort of get away with that in certain proceedings. The TV trope, uh, the, the, what this movie does of the surprise lawyer is not a thing. <laughs> There's no such thing as a surprise lawyer. Oh, yeah. Like, I know nothing. And if I watch something, I'm like, this is off. Like, it's really off. You know what I mean? I know nothing. And I was like, no, no, no. This isn't how any of this goes. Yeah, I imagine, I imagine the defense, who Adam Sandler in this case, would be like, we're going to call a surprise uh, lawyer. <laughs> and as the prosecution, I would just be like, we rest. Like, we rest our <laughs> You've seen enough, right? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> this guy doesn't even know how his profession works, and we're supposed to let him take care of a kid he met six weeks ago? This is nuts. He called a homeless man and a food delivery driver. <laughs> He's got five lawyers in his corner. He he openly admitted to lying about who he is in order to uh, get a kid. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't think at any point, even when the, like, dad is really, like, you know, and I will, the one defense of, of the whole scene, I will say, is like the beat of incredibly emotional moment immediately followed by joke about the emotional moment where everyone starts calling their dad after right. he has the heart to heart with his dad. Um, that did work for me pretty hard because yeah. I love that immediate, like, huge emotional beat to huge comedic swing, like, right away. Um, so, like, that really landed for me. But uh, the I think the whole time the prosecution, like, they're, the movie wants you to think he's making a case because, like, Rob Schneider is saying he's a good guy and Steve Buscemi is saying he's a good guy and then his dad turns around. But the whole time, the prosecutor is probably just like, or that's no, not prosecutor, but the child services lawyer is is just going there and being like, yeah, we still got this. Like, we don't, <laughs> yeah. we don't need to cross-examine no, 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 on no. any of this. <laughs> None of this changes that you kidnapped a child. <laughs> just, uh, just one question, uh, Your Honor. Are you fucking crazy? <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> the prosecution rests. Yeah. yeah, they never showed they never showed child services case. Like they just showed his case. Because child services case was probably like, you saw, right? You saw. Yeah, We're done. Just, just vaguely gestures towards yeah. their tail. Like, yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> No, when he was immediately arrested, I was like, all right, good. Okay, yeah. so we're 
We're a little bit based in reality. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's good. We need that. Fuck, man. You know what this kid... I know we bring this up a lot on this podcast, but I feel like... <laughs> This kid needed to talk to someone professional. Yes. His mom just died. He breaks a kid's arm. Um, he he, he oh, really right. likes like, watching oh. people get hurt. Yeah. And he kills probably about, I want to say, 30 to 40 <laughs> pigeons. With a slingshot. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. He needs yeah, yeah. assistance. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I'm even going to go point. so far to say, though, that this kid is a fucking saint. For what he's been through oh, at this absolutely, point. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I would, it, uh, if that five-year-old kid who just lost his mother and was shipped off to some weird guy's apartment where he doesn't know anybody, doesn't have any friends or whatever, if that kid was constantly pissing himself 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I'd be like, yeah. The fact that you wet the bed twice in six weeks, uh, uh, Good for you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I'm not trying to point at this kid and be like, look at a serial killer. No. Like, <laughs> oh, no, no. This, this kid, like, why, when you're talking to John Stewart, like, when you're talking to his dad, why is that scene, okay, so this is how he likes to tie his shoes and not, all right, so keep the weapons high. Okay. <laughs> Top shelf. <laughs> Top shelf. <laughs> I will say, and this is just such a thing of having a kid, and I, I keep waiting for it to go away, but it doesn't, which is that, I cannot watch, I cannot handle watching scenes where children are sad or being hurt in any way. Oh. So the scene where he is being taken away from child services and he is like, like he thinks Sandler is giving him away. So he's like negotiating almost, he's, he's bargaining. He's like, I won't watch the kangaroo song. I won't do it. And he's like, just trying to think of all the things that he annoyed Sandler and promising not to do it anymore was an out of, like, again, this is such a silly movie about a, uh, an idiot. And then that moment comes up and you're like, I'm broken. <laughs> and like I, I paused the movie. I went up and checked on my kid. I'm not exaggerating yeah. in any oh, way. The, I, I was so. I took me like, I like I was like wrecked emotionally for a solid couple of minutes there. I can only imagine because like for me, that kid desperately screaming, "I wipe my own ass" as he's being dressed, yeah. which is simultaneously a very funny and emotional moment. Uh, heartbreaking though for me. Oh like, yeah, no, no I felt that. Ever, yeah, yeah. Like I wipe my own. So what, like, please don't take me away. I wipe my own ass is like a... Yeah, I get it, Luke. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anything else we want to uh, uh, jump in on here? No, I think this there is Adam no... Sandler there is slam dunk fest. You should not be ashamed. <laughs> you should not be ashamed to work at Hooters if you work at Hooters. That's a job, man. And job. I'm going to even argue if you are the chef... At Hooters, you probably, that guy had a five-year plan. He had good savings. I'm sorry. I don't understand why they were like, look at this old man and his old balls being a cook. I'm like, no, he had a plan. Yeah. like <laughs> I, I was like, this is a part of his plan. <laughs> retiring and working a part-time job is a lot of people's plan. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, I don't want to work 50 hours, 60 hours a week anymore, but I can do 10, 15 hours a week at something, you know, uh, at a lower salary just to cover some bills. And that's great. And it's like, this movie wants you to know you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Let's do that. And if you have a long ball, kill yourself. <laughs> also, alternate view of this, uh, he owns the franchise. <laughs> yeah, she's He's the like, manager. Like, yeah, like, oh, it's a, like, yeah. you're, of course you're going to jump in. Oh, we're short-staffed tonight? Mm -hmm. I, I'm a fry cook from back in the day. I know how to do this. You can hop in and be the, like, 
you're you work at your own store, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just yeah. saying there's a there's a chance that that is like you know what there's no shortage of fucking assholes who want chicken wings and want to look at tits. <laughs> That's <laughs> the 99. The tech bubble's about to buy, blow, but we got this. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I'll say about this movie is I. Because I remember this movie being in like what I would call like lower tier, not as good as like Happy Madison. Yeah. Or yeah. sorry, Happy Gilmore, or Billy Madison tier of Sandler movies. Um, I would say Happy Madison because that's the production company. But I looked up this movie's box office. It was huge. Holy shit! This movie made over two hundred million at the U.S. box office alone. Woo! And I think, and admittedly, I was like, at first, I was like, that's insane. And then I was like, oh, of course it did, because this movie is perfectly calibrated to appeal to two groups. 10 to 13 year olds who love Adam Sandler and their parents who have to take them to movies still because they're too young to go on their own. Mm. And it's like this movie hit because it hits so many like 10 to 13 year old moments. It's got the Hooters waitresses and the boobs and it's got Adam Sandler style humor and stuff like that. And that scene where his uh, original girlfriend leaves his apartment in just a bra and a jacket for some reason. Oh, yeah. that's, right. that's, that's a thing, right? <laughs> um, when you're going to a business meeting, as she says. Um, but, <laughs> but okay. And then, uh, but it's also got so many like parenting's tough moments that appeal to parents. And I'm just like, oh man, like, you know how like Will Smith is famous for like really calibrating his movies to maximize box office performance? I'm like, Sandler doesn't get enough credit for being a clever, yeah. clever motherfucker when it comes to like, how do I make the most, this movie make the most money? 100%. You're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. He is, he was box office gold for many, 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 many years. Yeah. Even after this. Uh, yeah. That's it. Uh, yeah. I, I got no final thoughts. <laughs> but <laughs> what do you think? Time to give our definitive rankings yes. of how good the villain is. What do you got, Rebecca? Okay, so I've got the <laughs> the things I could piss on <laughs> scale, <laughs> or the things I want to piss on scale. How's that? Um, so I've got, uh, and I'm gonna rate um, uh, Leslie Mann's character because I nice. think uh, I think she was a strong. She, she was just a great villain in, in the sense that she was not wrong at all. Um, so from a fire hydrant, which I feel like is a classic to piss on, obviously, yep. uh, to into the shoes of my enemies, I will say I'm going to give her a um, pissing on garbage that's on fire because that is what I believe she's doing every time she insults Adam Sandler. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> How are you, Luke? What do you got? Uh, I also ranked uh, Leslie Mann's character, and I went with the Adam Sandler entourage uh, ranking list. Uh, as we know, Adam Sandler has people who he puts in every single one of his movies, including this one. So from the guy who always plays his characters as cross-eyed, even though he is not cross-eyed, uh, <laughs> to Rob Schneider showing up to do an offensive accent for no reason, I give this villain, I give Leslie Mann's character a Steve Buscemi because she's too good to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. And uh, I did the uh, the famous orphan scale. Uh, I think I'm doing child. I think I did child protective services. I didn't put enough thought into this. Anyway, uh, <laughs> on a scale of uh, so famous orphans on a scale from Oliver uh, all the way up to little Aunt orphan Annie, uh, I'm going to give uh, them a, a Romulus and Remus, uh, founders of Rome by myth, because uh, the kid would be better off being raised by wolves. Nice. <laughs> Didn't expect to work in Roman mythology oh. into our Big Daddy conversation, but I forgot I was talking to Craig Fay. You know me. Uh, always quick to throw out a Romulus and Remus uh, reference. New t-shirt, Roman mythology me, Craig. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, we are going to get to our heroes and villains of, a week, of the week in a second. We'll get to them in a second in a week. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> for a second uh, in a week. But first, a couple ways that you guys can support the podcast. As always, we have Patreon. You want to hit us up on Patreon. Uh, we've got multiple tiers. Of course, if you're hitting us up there, you want to find the villain was right. If you don't know what you're listening to, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> if this is the first episode you've come across. Um, yeah, guys, we got great tiers. You can. Uh, we've got audience choice. We've got, hey, you want to throw us a, a fucking dollar? You're the best. Thank you so much. Uh, and of course, we have bonus episodes, two bonus episodes every month. We cut them loose. We got the layer. What do we call them? Henchies? Well, I think we said all on henchies. Henchies. Our henchies are so if our you want to be a henchie, yeah. <laughs> follow us. you can get to us on Patreon. And of course, if you want to follow us. Yeah, you can hit us up on social media. We're on uh, Twitter. Our VWR podcast on Twitter. Uh, Villain was right on Facebook. And if you want to get in touch with us, uh, this was an audience suggestion. Uh, so you can hit us up at villainwasright at gmail.com uh, if you have any movie suggestions for the audience uh, choice, which we do every month. And uh, as well, we do have uh, we have merch, guys. Villain was right. Uh, sorry, vwrstore.fromsuperheroes.com. If there's something hilarious that Rebecca or I have said on the uh, podcast, uh, chances are it's on a shirt. Uh, so check it out. We got Buddy. We got Shutter Down. We got Science B. Craig. All that sort of stuff. So go check it out at uh, vwrstore.fromsuperheroes.com. And now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. I'm going first this time. I got a, I got a light one, but it's, it's a hero, um, which is I just recently... Uh, finally got around to watching the Edgar Wright documentary, The Sparks Brothers. Ooh. And uh, so it's all about this band, The Sparks, that have been active since the 70s. They have over like 25 live, or sorry, like albums that they've put out. They've just been hugely prolific. And like me as not a huge music guy, have never heard of them before in my life. But they are the inspiration of so many bands that you have heard of. And this documentary, like, I'm not, as I said, not a huge music guy, but this documentary is such a, it makes you feel so good about being creative over long periods of time and being a, someone who is creative and being able to sustain and also change and adapt and always be trying something new. And it's very well done. There's, like, some really good moments of humor, but it's just interesting and wonderful and I started listening to the Sparks because of this documentary, and they're good. Uh, so that's my hero of the week. The, check out the Sparks Brothers. It's a great documentary. Edgar Wright's a great filmmaker. Um, yeah, it's a really, really fun documentary. Check it out. Sick. That's my hero of the week. <laughs> what do you got for us, Lou? Um, I have a villain, and um, yes, keep it, keep it, my favorite. <laughs> keeping it, keeping it on theme of uh, Big Daddy. I am naming someone who has caused me unbelievable amounts of turmoil and uh, harshness in my life. I'm, of course, referring to my three-year-old child, Hudson, who I love so very much. Um, but he's a goddamn villain for this specific reason, which is, I'll try to keep this short. It's a somewhat long story. But so, uh, I don't know, like six to ten months ago, uh, in the like height of the pandemic, we got a new bed, me and my wife. And uh, shout out to Andy. It's the best bed I've ever slept on. It's so goddamn comfortable. Don't know if they're a sponsor. Sorry if you're not. Uh, but it's the best. And then about... So I've been just in heaven with it. It's made the pandemic slightly more tolerable, just it alone. And then about two weeks ago, my kid's never been a good sleeper. And about two weeks ago, he started insisting that he would sleep in our bed if we, like, he would go to sleep if we put him in our bed. So fine. So we'd put him in our bed, and then we'd transfer him. And then about a week ago, he refused to be transferred. He would always wake up. 
And the bed is not big enough for three of us because he lies like horizontally. So starting a week ago, I've had to sleep rather than in my like super nice, spacious, empty <laughs> bed. I've been sleeping in a toddler bed. For those, for listeners who obviously can't see me, I am 6'2". Uh, so my feet are just dangling off the sides. And then what happened, <laughs> not the sides, the end. And then what happened yesterday is he started referring to my bed as his and mommy's bed. <laughs> he started referring to his bed as my bed. So literally last night as we were trying to get him to bed, go to bed, <laughs> his bed, he was like, no, daddy, go to daddy bed. Oh, shit. <laughs> so he's my villain because I haven't slept more than two hours in about two weeks now. So Holy I love you, Hudson, smokes. but you're a goddamn villain. <laughs> You're a genius villain. You're a super villain. Oh, you go so to daddy bed. Yeah. I love that. That is good. That's smart. You got a smart kid. He's disturbingly smart and yes. disturbingly like very good at like tricking people yes. already. <laughs> and it's either going to be he's going to be a genius or he's going to be on the news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Okay. I love your child. I've never met them. I love your child. Um, I've got just like a light villain. We're not a light villain. I... I, this movie reminded me of something that, because like this woman gets, at the very end, she gets pregnant so fast. Because yeah. like that year, it's like a year and oh, three yeah. months yeah. later, and she's like, here's my baby. So I'm like, oh, you just started fucking with no condom immediately. Yeah. Uh, that is crazy turnover, because you had to cook that for nine months. Like that is, anyway. I, one thing I cannot stand, and I don't get, because sometimes we find these people in society that do this thing where a bunch of women find each other. They're like, we're all friends. We should probably all get pregnant at the same time because that's great to do. I'm like, I find that so deeply creepy. And I, I'm going to try and explain what. But first of all, that's some witch stuff, I feel like. I'm like, that's real witchy of you. You know what I mean? I feel like that's always planned with like wine coolers in your hand. Like, this just doesn't seem right. Also, should we not stagger these out a bit for babysitting purposes? <laughs> I don't understand this, this uh, you know, planning amongst our crew. Um, what if somebody can't get pregnant? <laughs> you know what I mean? That happens, right? What do you just ship this woman out in a raft, set it on fire? Like, what the fuck do you do? That's so bad. Also, I hate the concept of like, you hope, because like, first of all, if you've hung out with uh, a group of women for a long time, so long that you decide you're going to plan pregnancies with each other, you're synced up, okay? <laughs> like, you are absolutely synced up. Can you imagine having sex with your partner going, well, I hope uh, Jim and Carol are getting it in too right now. <laughs> that is, that is some chilling... <laughs> I I also just think I don't understand. Would you, as an adult, okay, would you not prefer to be told you were an accident than you were peer pressure? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is so scary. And finally, and my final point on this is that if you do succeed, it seems that all women want to take that photo together. <laughs> where they're all in a lineup and they're all wearing white dresses for some reason. I'm like, you had to fuck to get here. I don't understand this. Um, I just got to tell you, if you take that photo, I want you to know that society looks at you and said, 
did the same man do that to all of you? Because that's <laughs> what it looks like. It looks like Josh did that. I just, I don't know. Anyway, that is the end of this rant. I just find it creepy, and I don't like it. <laughs> As someone who knows multiple people who have done that, I second this struggle. Yeah, no, no, no. And I hope you listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. So that that's it for me on that. I, um, as always, guys, you can uh, follow me at Rebecca Reads on Twitter and Instagram. Luke, where can people find you? Do you want to promote anything? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, you can follow me, uh, Twitter, at Luke Maybe Funny. Don't have Instagram, because uh, I don't. Um, and uh, you can check out the Beaverton uh, wherever you get your social media. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you check that out. Very funny stuff. And uh, you can follow me at uh, Craig Fake Comedy on Facebook and Twitter. As always, guys, this is uh, this has been The Villain Was Right. Stay tuned for next week for another episode where we argue the villain's point of view if you don't get the concept yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what we're doing. Uh, and guys, this is uh, The Villain Was Right reminding you to cover all of your problems in newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>